Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Good evening, wherever you are in the world listening to this radio broadcast. Stevie B's Media Production presents What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. I'm your host, Stevie R. Butler, and this radio show is being broadcast from Stevie B Media Production at the Carolina Studio in the great state of North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just grateful for the privilege to bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air this evening, just give us a call to the live show at 713-955-0508. Or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio website and listen to the show live there. I just looked at it before we came on the air, and you will find this page, this show on pages 1 or 2 of that website. It was on page 2 when I looked at it. Since, well, since we've been live, normally they'll put it on page 1. Once we go live, ladies and gentlemen, there are over 1,700 live shows on Blog Talk Radio. So just to help you to see what we're talking about here, out of 1,700 live shows, you can find this radio show tonight on page two. Now, think about that. God is good. So just go to the Blog Talk Radio website and listen to the show live there. Or you can, if you have any questions or comments for any of my special guests or my co-hosts on this radio show this evening, just send your emails to butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com, or you can call Stevie B Media Production at the Carolina Studio at 910-491-6405. Now, again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ, and if you need any assistance in locating a congregation in your area, Please feel free to contact us. Now, folks, get out your Bibles and stand along with us here on What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Before we go into our program for this evening, I would ask that you would bow with me in a word of prayer that we may thank God for this opportunity. Our most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, the Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to go through the various activities of the day and placing it on our hearts that we are on this broadcast and we're prepared now to present a portion of your holy and divine word. Father, we pray that you will be with my special guest speaker, Torian Stallery, and my co-host, Lou Gilbert, as they break into our listeners the bread of life. And also my special guest in the community corner, Chef Brian Brown, as he serves our community with his various talents and gifts to uplift our neighbors. We pray that you will continue to bless them and their families that support their efforts as well. Father, we pray that you will bless our listeners who are tuning in via Blog Talk Radio as well as through social media. We pray that they may listen well, that they may consider their eternal stance before you, and that their hearts may be pricked and it will cause them to ask the question, what must I do? To be saved. Father, we thank you so much for sending your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who died such a cruel death on Calvary's cross. We recognize that without such a sacrifice, we would not have a hope of eternal life. Father, even now, we ask you to forgive us for the transgressions of our own heart. We know our flesh is weak, and we often fall short of thy will. Father, we pray that you will continue to bless us and keep us and love us all the days of our lives. And that we have been faithful until death. Father, we pray that you will save us. For it's in Christ's name we do ask it all. Amen. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the broadcast. My special guest speaker in the first segment will be Torian Salary. He serves as the evangelist with the Hillcrest Church of Christ there in Atlanta, Georgia. He'll be making his proclamation of the gospel of Christ. And in the second segment, I have a special guest in the community corner, Chef Brian Brown from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm looking forward to talking to Chef on the broadcast. And in the last segment, my co-host, Lou Gibber. He serves as the evangelist for the Old Book Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And he'll be making this proclamation of the gospel of Christ to close out the show. So open up your Bibles and open your minds and let's have a great show. After the break, the next voice you hear will be that of my special guest speaker, Torian Stallery. Enjoy the show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. And if you miss me from singing, sing and you can't find me nowhere, Glory. come on up to glory. glory, I'll be singing the fair, yes I will, and I, I know the Lord, he will greet me, over yonder, over on the other shore, To glory. glory, I'll be praising the fair. Heard a minister say to see other days Oh, 
you're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, my special guest speaker, Tori and Sally from the Hillcrest Church of Christ. Amen, amen. Hopefully you all can hear me. Uh, what a wonderful time it is. What a wonderful occasion it is to be with you on tonight. Tonight is a very relaxing, uh, cool night in Atlanta, but I'm very fiery, red-hot word from the Lord. And this is something that we've talked about here in Atlanta at the Hillcrest Church of Christ before, but man, it's so powerful. And I, I believe it is so, I believe it is so timely for right now. And so I wanted to bring this word to the listeners out tonight. I'm on Facebook live. I see so many of you are uh, checking in. Good evening. Welcome. Hopefully you will be blessed and edified by the word of the Lord tonight. Listen, without further ado, I want to die. I want to just dive right in because I, I know this is going to be some encouragement for you to uh, I can continue to say kick off your year. I know we're 10 days in, but we are still pretty young in 23, so I'm going to give you some, some, some encouragement tonight. Let me draw your attention if you've got your Bibles to the book of Acts. Uh, this is coming from the, cha- the 16th chapter of the book of Acts, uh, specifically verses 25 through 34, right? I know you're saying, man, Tori, that's, a, that's quite a few verses. I want to read through these pretty quickly, and then I want to leave you with just a few points, as preachers will tell you, and then I'm going to get you out of here for tonight uh, for the next uh, brother that will come up following me. So, again, Acts chapter 16, verses 25 through verse number 34. I want to read this to you from the NIV. Here's what the text says. At about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them, all kind of key words, don't miss it. Suddenly, there was a, such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all of the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself. He said, we are all here. The jailer called for the lights. He rushed in and he fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked them. Here's that question. He said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, this is Paul and Silas replying, saying, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all of the others in his house. At that hour, keep in mind, it says, at that hour of the night, the jailer took them, washed their wounds, and then immediately he and his household were baptized. Finally, verse 34 says, the jailer brought them into his house, set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. Family, tonight, typically when we talk about Paul and Silas uh, being in prison, the theme that that comes to mind is always around how they helped the jailer to believe in Jesus. And while that is a very important theme and topic uh, to focus on, I want you to see the text today from a different perspective, if you will, right? Now, I know we're 10 days into the new year, but I want to 
jog your memory. I want to take you back to uh, 2022. And I want you to just for a moment survey. I want you to examine your life. Think about all of the things that you and your family and you and I both overcame in the year 2022 alone. Man, we overcame COVID. We, we overcame school shootings. We overcame people that unfortunately lost their jobs. We overcame, you know, relationship problems and, and marriage problems. And, and the, the January 6th Capitol, we talked about all last year. And, and ultimately, we've overcome this, this racism of this country that is deeply divided, right, and, and so many more things. And if you uh, just take a moment to survey your life, we're blessed. But there are so many other people that are doing all that they can just to keep their heads above water. And if that be the case, this message that I'm going to give you tonight is not just for those that would consider themselves uh, blessed to have made it over another year, but rather this message is for those that are saying, Torian, what is it that I do so that I can keep my head Above water. Torian, what is it that I can do so that I can get past this, uh, this experience that I'm currently going through? And so for those that are interested in taking notes just for a little while, let me just uh, give you a title for tonight. And that title is How to Get to the Other Side of Your Midnight. Oh, I know somebody uh, needs to hear this message, and I know somebody needs to drop something in the chat to let me know that you're tuning in. I'm talking to somebody that says, Torian, I've struggled. I'm trying my hardest. I don't know what to do. I'm beating my head against the wall. Just tell me, how do I get to the other side of my midnight? And that is what the theme for tonight, just for a little while, will be. Now, when it comes to getting to the other side of your midnight, if you're like me, one of the first verses that come to mind is the verse that says, Weeping, come on and say it with me, weeping may endure for a night, right? We can all quote it, but joy comes in the morning. And while that is so very true, brothers and sisters, let me give you another way. Let me show you four things that we can learn from my man Paul and Silas of what we can do while we wait. Oh, I know that's going to speak to somebody tonight, because while we're waiting for our morning to come, there are certain things that we are supposed to do in our period of waiting. You, you can't just beg for uh, relief in your life. You can't just beg for some joy to come in the morning without doing certain things while you're waiting for the Lord to do his thing. And so for Paul and Silas, as they are sitting in this prison uh, waiting for whatever may happen next, they show us uh, that there are four things that the believer must do while you're waiting to be released, if you will, uh, from your midnight prison experience stronghold. Now, the first thing that we see Paul and Silas doing in prison, watch this one, is first point is they started praying. All right, I need somebody, I need somebody to get this. First thing they did was started praying. And I can prove that to you because if you got your word, uh, the Bible tonight in verse 25, it says that at about, Paul, at about midnight, it says Paul and Silas were praying. Now, let's stop right there. Now, they, I, got, I got to paint the scenario. I got to paint the scene because I don't want you to just read the words and just hear me tell you about them. I really want you to picture 
what they were going through. Uh, we know that Paul and Silas were in a very, a very dark, a very dungeon-like prison that probably smelled and was infested with all kind of rats and roaches and other rodents. And then the Bible says it was about midnight, right? And that's what we know uh, to be true as far as it's already dark outside at midnight, right? So it's bedtime. Here these brothers are in prison in a dark cell. It's midnight on the outside. And on the inside, uh, just like it happens in, in prison movies we've all seen, the guards will yell out, lights out, right? And when we hear lights out, that is to signify to the prisoners that whatever activity you are currently engaging in needs to cease, right? The expectation when we say lights out, the expectation is that you are going to bed at this time. So we already know that it is a very dark, dungeon-like midnight experience for Paul and Silas. But what Paul and Silas show us is that during a very problematic, during a very worrisome, during a very hopeless ordeal, they still prayed. I got to pause right there because that's a heavy moment somebody needed to get. In a prison-like situation, they had every right and reason to complain. They could have blamed God for putting them, putting them in this situation. They could have turned on each other. They could have been fighting every other inmate in the prison. But the very first thing that we read is that Paul and Silas did not complain, but rather they started to pray. Now, i got to remind you a little bit more of what took place, because if that wasn't graphic or brutal enough not to, not to make this a very gruesome message, but i got to give you a little bit more of what happened. Because if you go back to verse 22 and verse 23 of the text, we read that they had just been stripped down. They had just been beaten with rods. They had been uh, imprisoned, and then the Bible says they were put in chains. And so from the beatdown that they just faced, their backs uh, and bodies were probably already lacerated. Uh, they were probably already bloody and swollen and in pain. So you can just imagine the excruciating pain and condition that these brothers found themselves in. And sometimes when you're in that much pain, the best thing that you can do is curl up in a ball, curl up in a fetal position in the corner somewhere, and just cry yourself to sleep. Oh, but I love how Paul and Silas says, no, 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 no. What we're going to do is start praying. Oh, I wish I had somebody that's tuning in tonight that can attest to the fact that there is power in prayer. When you have the ability, watch this, when you have the ability to block out all of the negative things that are surrounding you in your life and go to a place where you can have a conversation with the Lord, there is power in prayer, to be in a prison situation and still find it within yourself to say, let's pray uh, to the Lord is encouraging for everyone that is reading. Don't miss the lesson here. With everything that is going around uh, these two brothers, they didn't give up. They didn't panic. They didn't turn their back on God. What they did is started to pray. That, let that be a message for someone tuning in tonight. When things aren't going your way, 2023 just began, and when you're feeling like this isn't my year, we're 10 days into the year and things aren't going the way that I would have hoped for them to go. Let me just remind you that this is not the time to turn your back on God. This is not the time to give up. This is not the time to throw in the towel. What this is is the time to start praying while you're waiting for your joy 
to come in the morning. Oh, thank God for these two brothers, Paul and Silas, to be in a prison-like situation and still say, let's block out everything and have a conversation with the Lord. So that's the first thing that they did. I got to hasten. I got to give you the second thing that Paul and Silas did. Because in addition to being in prison and praying, what we continue to read in verse 25 is that they also started singing praises. All right? So for those that are taking notes, first one, they started praying. The second one, they sang praises. Watch this. If we continue verse 25, it says that about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. Then it says, and singing hymns to God. Then it goes on to say, while they were praying and singing, it says, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Oh, y'all got to see it. So in addition to just praying, they began singing. Now watch this. The text says that they were singing. I don't want you to miss these these subtle things that you might just overlook if you just read the text. Uh, The Bible says that they were praying and singing. All right, now, why am I stressing the ing part, the I-N-G? What that denotes to the reader is that this is a continual thing. What that means is this is an ongoing process. The Bible doesn't say that they prayed one time and sang one song. It says they were praying continually. And they were singing continually. So what that also denotes is that they were already praying and singing when they went in there, and they continued to sing while they were in there. Don't miss this. Because even while being locked in a prison, they never stopped praying and singing. Oh, if somebody out right now in the virtual land uh, is in need of a word tonight, in the midst of what seems like an impossible situation for you to get out, like Paul and Silas, what we can learn is these brothers did not stop praying and they did not stop singing, even when they were in the midst of a prison. They testified uh, with their lips. They gave lip service to the Lord. So it doesn't matter how dark your prison experience gets, the Lord will always put a song on your heart to sing. And when you have a song to sing, like the text says, It says the other prisoners were listening. What does that mean to us? If I'm having a rough day all the way down here in ATL, Georgia, and even though things don't seem to be going my way, the Lord puts a song on my heart. And if I can find it within myself to block out all of this uh, negativity that's going on in my life and just sing the song that the Lord put on my heart, like the text says, other people will begin to listen. So what am I saying to you? Songs. Singing has an effect on those that are listening. And so oftentimes God will place a song on your heart so that you can be a message to someone else that is listening. And might I add this key point. In the middle of being thrown in the, the Bible says, in the innermost cell of the prison. I I know folks probably uh, in the prison didn't feel like worshiping. They probably felt like, I'm tired, it is midnight, my body is aching, I'm bloody, I'm bruised, I'm scared. But what I love about Paul and Silas is that they were determined to give glory to God no matter what their situation was. Oh, that's a word for somebody. Somebody got to drop amen in the chat. I'm going too hard over here. 
What a word for the what a word for the saints in the midst of what seems like an impossible situation. These brothers said, I'm not going to allow my surroundings to affect my lip service to the Lord. So the first thing we did, the first thing we noticed that these brothers did is they started praying. The second thing that we see is that they began to sing praises. All right, I got to give you the third one. Oh, this is getting good. All right, this is getting, somebody said it's getting gooder and gooder. I got to keep going. I got two down. I got two more points to give you, and then I'm going to step out of your way. So the first thing they sang, they started praying. The second thing, they, they sang up praises, right, started praying, singing praises. The third thing is this. Watch this. They stayed put. Let me just pause because that, that's the point that's not going to sit well with many folk right now tuning in. That, that's the point that many folk probably going to log out right now. Many people are going to probably click off of this live and say, nope, I'm done. I'm tapping out. I'm not here for that message because when I'm in my prison life experience trying to get to the other side of my midnight, what I'm not willing to do is stay put. But hear me out. Before you leave this live broadcast, before you log off of this radio show, hear me out. Paul and Silas stayed put. Uh, and I know that to be true because verse 28 says this. Verse 28 says, but Paul and sh- Paul uh, shouted, don't harm yourself. We're all here. Now, let me just paint the scenario of what just happened. Uh, at this point, the, the prison, right, an earthquake, the Bible said an earthquake came and shook the prison, the foundations, all the chains came off of the prisoners, the doors flew open. Watch this. And so it was right after that moment that the jailer ran in, right, uh, looking to, he was trying to find out what happened, how did, this, how, how did this all go down? Then Paul says, hey, don't harm yourself, right? Jailer took out a sword. He was about to kill himself because he realized if it gets out that these prisoners escaped on my shift, think about the, think about the humility that my family and my, the shame that we're going to face. And so right before the prisoner took out the sword to kill himself, right, Paul shouted. He said, hey, don't do it. He says, we're all right here. What does that mean? To, what, what does that mean to me, Torian? What that means is they stayed put. All right? I got to give it to you. So in any other situation, the doors fly open. I've never been to prison, but I've seen enough prison movies to know that the, the, the moment that a prisoner gets to escape, oh, they're out of there. All right? So, some prisoners aren't, listen, some prisoners aren't going to wait uh, for the doors to fly open. Sometimes they make their own escape. They're out of there. They want to hit the road. They don't want to be locked up anymore. So here Paul and Silas is in a situation where the doors flew open, and they had every right to run out of there as quickly as possible. But Paul says, no, we're not going anywhere. He says, jailer, put your sword up. Don't hurt yourself. Paul says, we are right here, right? And watch this. So Paul and Silas and the other inmates stayed put. They went from, they went from being locked down against their will to willingly staying after they got the chance to leave. I got to I gotta say it again because you missed it. You missed what I just said. Paul and Silas went from being locked down against their will to willingly staying in the prison after they had the chance to leave. And here is why that happened. I got to bring my voice down for the dramatic pause right here. Here is why they stayed put. You listening? You still with me? Here is why Paul and Silas stayed put in prison, because God's intent was never for the physical deliverance of Paul and
and Silas, but his intent was for the spiritual deliverance of the jailer. I don't know where you're tuning in from, but if that don't make you clap, I don't know what's wrong with you. They stayed put because they realized God's purpose was not for them to be delivered physically. It was for the jailer to be delivered spiritually. Now watch this. Paul and Silas staying put was extremely important, and here's why I say that. It was so important that they stayed put for the jailer because the jailer, if we remember the text, the jailer was feeling hopeless. He was feeling helpless. He took out his sword. He was about to kill himself. He knew that he had brought shame to his family, and he felt like he had one job, which was guarding inmates. That's all he had to do. He had one job, and he failed at it. And so he felt so bad that he preferred to really just kill himself uh, than to deal with the painful uh, shame and humility that would bring about his family. And so if it looked like uh, one of the prisoners, right, took his sword and killed him, that would have been better for him. But thankfully, Paul and Silas said, no, 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 we're going to stay put. Now, God has a habit. Can I just say this to somebody tuning in? God has a habit of working through us to get to other people. I'm going to say it one more time because I know you were thinking I was going to say something totally opposite. God has a habit, and I know he does, of working through us to get to the people that we are attached to. And, I, and if I can say one thing to you, God is currently working through you so that he can get to your family, so that he can get to your friends, so that he can get to your coworkers. But you have to stay put in your situation because if you leave too soon, then the people that need the blessing the most aren't going to get what they need. That was so poetically profound. I got to say it one more time. I got to say it one more time. God already knows you're saved. God already knows you're a believer. So sometimes, yes, God will cause you to be in a situation, a midnight experience that you're not expecting, so that through you, he can get to the people that are attached to you that aren't yet believers, so that he can get to the people that are attached to you that need to hear a message from the Lord the most. And so God will sometimes put you through some agony and some pain so that your story can help benefit or help the next person's story. But if you leave too soon, then the people that he's trying to get to won't get the word that they need. That's powerful. I don't know what else to tell you, right? I don't know what else to say. If Paul and Silas had left the moment the door is opened, then the jailer and his family would have never heard a word from the Lord. They would have never been baptized, and they would have never become believers uh, by hearing the gospel. So all of this, being in prison uh, by Paul and and Silas being in prison, this was all a part of God's plan. And I'm speaking to somebody right now that feels like you're in prison. You You don't have to necessarily be in a physical prison, but maybe you feel like, Torian, I'm in a prison right now. Things at my job aren't going well. Things in my marriage aren't going well. Things in my life aren't going well. My finances aren't where I need to be. I just feel like nothing is working for me. I feel like I am in a prison situation. Well, here I am to tell you, believe it or not, you have to stay put. What I'm telling you is don't try to run out the first moment that you get. Stay put in your situation 
as uncomfortable as it may be, because God is using you to get to someone else that's attached to you, right? Even in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17, one of my favorites, uh, even in that verse, the Bible says, set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord. So he says, set yourself, he says, get yourself in position, and then stay still so that you can see the salvation, so that you can see the Lord coming to save you in your life. All right, let me give you the last point. I'm looking at my clock. My clock is slowly getting away from me. Let me give you the last thing, uh, and then we're going to uh, turn things over to the next brother. Just to catch you up, if you're taking notes, the first thing that we see Paul and Silas doing, now we're talking about how do I get to the other side of my prison experience. I'm locked up in my mind or physically I'm in this space where it's not comfortable to me. It's dark. It's desolate. It's a dungeon-like environment. Torian, how do I get to the other side of this painful midnight? Well, based on Paul and Silas, the first thing they did is they started to pray. They began to sing praises. They stayed put. Here's your fourth one, right? Here's the fourth one. Then they started preaching. That's a word for somebody right there. They started preaching. Now, for those of you tuning in right now, I know we've got quite a few folks tuning in uh, and dropping comments in the chat. My man, Michael, I appreciate you, brother. Listen, I got some folks tuning in right now that are saying, well, tell me a little bit more about how they started preaching. Well, I can tell you right now. In verse 30 through verse 33, watch what it says. He then brought them out. This is, this is the jailer, right? He brought Paul and Silas out, and he asked him, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Paul and Silas said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved. He says, You and your household. Then they, it says they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to everyone else in the house. Then verse 33 says, At that hour. I can't just brush by that. Like, that's not important. It, it, it didn't say he waited until the morning. He didn't say he waited until the next Sunday at church. They said at that hour. We know in the beginning, verse 25 or so, it says it was at about midnight that they were in prison. Now here we are. They're saying at that hour. So right around midnight, maybe 1230 a.m. or so, uh, they started to preach. And then it says at that hour, the jailer took them, he washed them, and immediately he and his family uh, were baptized. So what am I saying to you? Paul and Silas started to preach to the jailer. And I know some of you are tuning in right now saying, well, Brother Salary, listen, I'm not a preacher. That's your job. I, I don't preach. I might can sing. I might can read the scripture, but I'm not a preacher. That's not what I've been blessed to do. Well, let me tell you one thing. Uh, that is incorrect. <laughs> you don't have to necessarily get on a platform or get on a pulpit or a stage to preach. By preaching, watch this, by definition, by preaching, I mean to publicly proclaim the goodness of God. Did y'all catch the definition? To preach. By preaching, I mean to publicly proclaim the goodness of God. So if you are able to publicly proclaim the goodness of God, watch this. I don't need a church to do that in. I don't need a pulpit to do that in. I don't need a microphone to do that in because while I'm driving to work, when I get to my Starbucks order, I can publicly proclaim how good God is. When I go to the store and get my McDonald's breakfast sandwich, I can publicly proclaim how good the Lord is. When I get to the office and I'm around all my coworkers, I can publicly proclaim how good God is. When I go to the gym after my job and work out and the man next to me is on the treadmill, I can publicly proclaim how good the Lord is. When I go outside and check the mail and I meet my neighbor outside, I can publicly proclaim how good the Lord is. Ladies and gentlemen, that is called preaching. I don't need a church to do it. 
Listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. It ain't easy. No. Sometimes it gets hard down here, Lord. Sometimes it gets rough. So rough, so rough. Sometimes. Has anybody been lonely all by yourself? Has anybody? 
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. The Community Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, the Community Corner is simply designed to tell our listeners just what products and services are being offered in our communities and how you can contact these various vendors for their services. Ladies and gentlemen, you'd be surprised to know what products and services that people have to offer that are sitting right there in our congregations. This is one of my favorite segments because we get a chance to hear just what are some of the things that people are doing around us to serve in our communities. We've had people on this radio show who are involved in financial services, legal services. We've had authors, college consultants, professional boxers who are community activists. We've had NFL players. We've had casting producers for television shows, farmers, comedians, health and wellness. You name it, we've had We even had a candidate for the president of the United States on this show uh, back in June. So the list just goes on and on. So on tonight's broadcast, my special guest in the community corner is Chef Brian Brown from Atlanta, Georgia. How you doing, Chef? Welcome to the community corner. What's going on, my brother? What is happening? Good, man. I got to say this, man. Huh? I got to say this. You know, I've, I've grown up with preachers who've become uh, big-time preachers. I've grown I've I've met a lot of big time preachers. I know a lot of big time preachers. My preacher, where I am now, Hillcrest Church of Christ. Did y'all hear that, brother? That <laughs> yeah. that man, that that's a powerful brother, man. And I'm telling you to sit and listen to him uh every Sunday, man. It's such a powerful and wonderful blessing. Uh he brought it, man. He yeah. brought it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, God's preachers, man. These are God's preachers. Yes, Got some yes, great sir. brothers in our brotherhood, you know. Yes, that's, that's one of the reasons I love doing this radio show because we get to expose a lot of our brethren in the brotherhood who are actually preaching the that's gospel, lives to the preaching of the gospel. And and I, when I first started this show, I was doing all the preaching on this radio yeah. show, and I said. Hmm, <laughs> I, I need to uh, open this, open the door up a little bit and let some of our brethren come on in and get involved in this radio program because we have a lot of brothers who are very talented in our brotherhood who are preaching the gospel and doing an outstanding job. So I love the fact that they are coming on these radio shows and, you know, just preaching the word, you know. Just preaching the word. That's it, Doc. Yeah, that's what's all about. You know, and, 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 you know, you are uh, that vessel, brother. Yeah, you you're bringing this type of stuff out to where there's not been a platform like this uh, too much. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, a little bit back in the early 2000s, there might have been a little bit of stuff going on with it. But right now, you are you are putting this platform out there, man, for for the not only just the members of the church, but for the world, those who don't know, you know, right. and, uh, and 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 man, I'm just so thankful for you. You were just saying about that, about putting those preachers out there, man, that's right along with our platform and yeah. trying to get these new uh, artists that sing, uh, right. trying to get them out there and be heard by right. more of us and more of the world. Well, you know, that was really the idea. I figured, well, if I can just People are not going to just tune in to preaching. Yeah. So, I, so I had to come up with another way 
to get people to tune in. So that's why we we doing the acapella gospel music. Yes, because sir. people love singing. They they now they listen to the singing. <laughs> you know. Of course. I figure yeah. I figure if I can if I can just get them to listen to the singing, I can hook yeah. them with the preaching. <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. You know that's a that's very important because really when you look at singing, you're talking about the most uh, the the largest form of getting folks' attention and and the largest form of an emotional state you can switch. Right. Uh, folk, like folks may come in, they might be mad, might be upset. Boy, you put on some gospel singing, and mm-hmm. you're talking about how an attitude can change, how right. feelings can change. That's why song yeah. service is important right. in the worship service. That's you right. You can't just have uh, done singing. You you got to come in there, man, and folks got to want to come and praise God, right. and because that is the that's that's what gets folks' attitude. Yeah. Right. And see, God required the singing for his praise, but he That's also right. recognized that the singing would edify the saints. Yes, sir. Yes, you know? sir. So that's All why I'm always to... that's why I'm always playing the singing on these various shows that I have. You can't yes, deny sir. the singing. The singing is outstanding. You, you know? You can't deny So we're gonna and always have some good singing going on. And they yeah, always say if you got good singing, yeah, you know, you know, they always say if you got good singing, you're gonna have some good preaching. That's right. You know? And bro, I've been around this thing for a long time, man. And, I, and your platform introduced me to some artists that I never knew was right. out there. Right. And so it's like, man, it's it's important, God, and I appreciate yeah. you for it. Yeah, man. And then what I'm finding out, there's just so many artists out here who are releasing good music. You know, yeah. When yep. I put my playlist, when I put that playlist together for this Friday night show, just about yep. every song that I'll be playing on this Friday night show is a new release. A new release. Wow. You know, that's and that's awesome. the first time I'd ever done that. Yeah. I went. I, I, I was looking what? over it. I was looking over it. I'm like, oh man, all of these songs are new releases. Yep. Yeah. You know? Look, I, I've been doing. Shano Shano since he was a kid. And uh, I didn't even know he had a new single out. And my brother happened to call me and say, man, Shano Shano, I just got off the phone with him because, you know, Shano and my brother Mark was talking about my nephew, Dalen, Mm -hmm. who is an R&B artist. And so, uh, and then you told me he was also on your show Releasing mm-hmm. a new song, and I was yeah. like, "What?" Yeah, I had no idea. He, so, him and yeah, Daryl Smith. You know, Daryl, Daryl yeah. song with the Four Christian Stars too. I sure do. Daryl has sure a do. new single. Daryl has a new single yeah. out. See, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting this stuff from you. Yeah, and <laughs> and this Friday night, and this Friday night, Exodus 2.0 will be releasing their new single. This Friday night. You know, I keep up with my man. Yeah. 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 He, 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 hey, did he, did you catch the show? Did you catch the show last Friday night? Yes, I did. I I got it a little late, but I got it still. Did you hear that yeah. new single? Yeah. Did you hear that new single by Tiffany uh yes, Tiffany did. Bumpers? Yes, I did. Okay, yes, good. Did. And did did you hear the new single by George G? 
I haven't heard George's yet. Okay. Well, he, you know, he released a new single on that show, too. He released know, we, a new we, single on that show, too. We, we, get, we go way back, man. You know yeah. that. You know George uh, G. He's uh, on George G. is on every four Friday of the month, and that's all he's doing is releasing new singles. He, that brother's sitting on a ton of music. <laughs> that brother, that brother is a writer, man. Yeah, he got that's some a, stuff. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, hey, 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 chef. But I got you yeah. on the show so you can tell our listeners now what it is that you are doing to serve in our community, ladies and gentlemen. This brother got his hand in it from everything. Man, you are absolutely right. And and uh, if if it doesn't have anything to do with food, it has something to do with music. Right. And so, of course, we are, which you are in a, a part of this as well. Um, we are trying to do uh, spread the gospel through song, and spread some Christian entertainment through song. Uh, we have some some groups that are not listen. They're not as big as our great groups that we have that we always hear, but we have some groups that we're pushing, and they are coming out there, and they are lightening up audiences. And, uh, of course, you know, Rain is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our beautiful queen of the tour. Queen of the tour. Yeah. Queen of the tour. And, yeah. then, of course, our good brother, uh, Brother Anthony Carter out of Chicago, Illinois, and, and mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, just those three artists right there, man, are just they bringing that heat. And so, yeah. uh, hopefully, in February we'll start back up. Uh, we're gonna start coming and grinding at it. We're not going we try not to re, uh, let loose. We're trying to just grab a hold of everybody, get them out to the concert. And uh, so, so we could be, so they could be uh, spirit filled as well. Mm-hmm. Other things I'm doing in the community. I just got back today. Uh, I have one of my buddies and members of the uh, congregation at Hillcrest. He has a um, a nonprofit organization, uh, and we go out. Uh, he gets all of this food uh, from different companies like Cisco and. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of Tyson's Chicken and, and Pilgrim Chicken and other meat companies, uh, and they give them, they load semi-trucks up full of stuff. And uh, we go out there, man, and we separate it and we uh, put it all together. We package it, whatever got to be packaged, whatever got to be done, whatever with. Uh, and what I do is the extras that I get, uh, I take it and I feed families that I know that are not reached through the nonprofit and through the church. I go out and I see families that are are out there that are hungry, they need food. You know, Mm -hmm. folks would love to get a a great Bible lesson, but when your stomach is talking to you or your stomach is touching your back, you know, it's a lot easier to tell them that great Bible story. That's right you know, get that belly full. So that's something I do. I just got back um, this afternoon uh, from doing that uh, very task, and uh, I just been, folks been coming by my house picking it up. Uh, Amen. Some of my neighbors, my next-door neighbors, I, you know, hooked them up. And uh, so I just I just reach out to folks that I know that are, are suffering during these times, high economy and all that. Stuff. Right. Well, I wish I could yeah. get some more of that gumbo. I know that. 
man. I got to hook you up, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I know my mouth was burning. Hey, Chef, I think I ate that too fast. My mouth was on fire when I was when you took me to the airport. <laughs> man, I was man. trying to eat it fast, but it was good, though, you know. Yes, sir. I came back home and tackled it myself, bro. Yes, sir. Hey, Chef. Hey, brother, I want to thank you for spending a little time with us this evening in the Community Corner segment. Certainly appreciate it. You're awesome, brother. I appreciate you. And you can call on me anytime. Amen. Thank you, brother. Tell your wife I said hello, okay? I I sure will. I sure will. And Lord say so. Lord say so. We'll see you down in Pompano Beach, Florida for the next concert with the 2023 Experience Acapella Tour. Ladies and gentlemen, you can get your tickets on Eventbrite. (laughs) Yes, sir. Eventbrite. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Doc. Love you, man. Love you, too, man. The Community Corner. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Thinking about what you've done for me in my life I just want to say what you really mean to me You're my everything, my joy and peace You're the reason why I sing Lord, I don't deserve anything you give me So I just gotta say thank you oh, For tonight, for your love and grace So I just gotta tell you this mm-hmm. I will always
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Is your congregation in need of lending for a building or expansion project? As your partner and advocate, Diversified Financial Network will take the time to understand your unique situation and develop a financing solution that meets your specific needs. It's an exciting time for your congregation, and what you need is a company with expertise in church financing early in the process. Call us today at 1-866-513-6665 or visit us at www.diversifiedfinancegroup.com. This is a program reminder. Stevie B's Media Production presents. We're airing live shows here on Blog Talk Radio. The telephone number to the live show is 713-955-0508. Or you go to the Blog Talk Radio website. Just type in www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash gospel like radio show. On Tuesday evening, I'm hosting a live show, What a Work in the Lord radio show. That show will air every second Tuesday of the month from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And on that broadcast, we have a guest speaker from the Brotherhood of the Churches of Christ who will be making their proclamation of the gospel of Christ. And also during the show, we have the Community Corner segment. That segment is designed for small business and entrepreneurs who have products and services for our community. I also have four co-hosts on this show, Luke Gilbert, he's the evangelist, for the Oak Brook Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Isom Mullins, who serves with the Church of Christ there in Cary, North Carolina. And then on the third Tuesday of the month, I have a new production that will kick off next Tuesday. That co-host is Dr. Etherica Lane. She's a board-certified obstetricianist and gynecologist, and her show will be called The Conversation with Dr. Lane. And then the fourth Tuesday of the month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. My co-host, Kelly Fletcher, she serves with the Livingstone Church of Christ in Indianapolis, Indiana. And she has the Kelly Fletcher Show. And on Thursday, I'm hosting a live show, the Gospel Light Radio Show. That show will air from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I have seven co-hosts on that show, Clay Phillips, Dr. Frank Washington, Steve Cordo, Robert Lee Johnson, Glenn McMillian, Courtney Carruthers, and Brian Christian Coleman. And these brothers will be making their proclamation of the gospel of Christ. And each week I have two of my co-hosts on the air with me. And I'm also taking a question from my social media platform, Facebook, that I'll be posing to one of my co-hosts on that live show. Then on Friday night, I'll be hosting a live show, Stevie B, a fellow gospel music blast. That show will air from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. And this radio show was the 2022 recipient for the NACAMA, the National Academy of Christian Academy's Artist Award, Outstanding Achievement in Record or Radio. On this show, I have, I'll be playing some of the world's greatest acapella gospel music artists, the sweet sounds of voices. And we're also interviewing artists, producers, comedians, etc. We'll be debuting new music and featuring old music on the broadcast as well. And every third Friday of the month, I have my top 20 countdown show. And on, we also have on-demand episodes wherever you get your favorite podcast from. Go to the various musical platforms, uh, Spotify, Our Radio, Amazon Music, Apple iTunes, YouTube, just to name a few. Just type in Stevie B Media Productions. We also have recorded version shows. These shows can only be heard on iHeartRadio. These are and also on Amazon Music. Just type in your search bar, Stevie B Recorded Version Shows. 
We want to thank all of our sponsors who are sponsoring these radio shows. If you want to become a sponsor, just contact my sponsorship manager, Michelle Marco from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Her telephone number is 954-687-4705. The three E's of Stevie B Media Production is the objective of this broadcast. We want to educate. We want to edify. We want to encourage you in the study of God's Word. And that will conclude our program announcements. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. My co-host, Lou Gilbert, is up next. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Our hearts desires must face the winds of
and fall Love him every day and don't look back You see my Jesus saying it all Don't let the material things Keep you from going away when he comes back He's coming back for you Stop, 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 Walk down the narrow way and follow him every day and don't look back. See my Jesus paid it all. Why not do you think Jesus? You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now my co-host, Lou Gibbard. Well, good evening, good evening, good evening. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. His mercy endures forever. The Bible still says that the redeemed of the Lord say so. Listen, friends, has God been good to you? Well, let me change that. I know God has been good to you. God has blessed your life. God has brought you from a mighty, mighty long way. I know that's true because God has been good to me. God has blessed me. God has brought me from a mighty, mighty long way. And for that, I am eternally grateful. And I know you ought to be grateful tonight if you are listening to this radio program. God is is good uh, all of the time. I certainly want to uh, thank uh, Brother Stevie B, Stevie Butler, for, again, this, this great opportunity. I take it as a signal honor to uh, co-host uh, uh, these, this past year or so, and I'm just so grateful uh, that God has given uh, him the insight for this, for this great, great uh, radio uh, program, uh, listening to great gospel acapella music, as well as great gospel preaching from God's men servants all over this country. And so we're certainly praying for this, this program. We're praying that it continues to go out over the airways. And many souls uh, will come to Christ. Many souls will repent. Many souls will say, what must I do to be saved? We bring you greetings from the Church of Christ that meets at 7630 Woodbine Avenue in the city of Philadelphia. They tell me that's the city of brotherly love and even sisterly affection. We're so grateful uh, to have been in this particular uh, part of God's vineyard for the last, uh, oh, six years or so uh, since uh, coming to Philadelphia from the great state of Virginia. And so we're just grateful to be here tonight. We want to say Happy New Year 
Uh, it's still, you can still say that. Happy New Year. Uh, God brought us from 2022 over the threshold to 2023. We realize and recognize that not everyone made it across that threshold, and we're praying for uh, for you or praying for others who may have family members that did not make it. But if you're listening tonight, uh, you made it through, and for that, we ought to be grateful. I want to go right to a text uh, tonight. won't be too long, but want to share a few things, a few words from the subject, let this mind be in you. Let this mind be in you. Of course, the text is taken from the book of Philippians, chapter number two, uh, primarily verse number five, but let's read uh, down through the context unto our verse. Philippians chapter two, verse number one reads, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also have highly exalted him and given him a name, which is above every name. But at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This great text is perhaps one of the greatest passages ever written about Jesus Christ our Lord, for it paints the perfect picture of the humility, the humility of Jesus Christ. No one has ever come close to humbling himself like Jesus did. You know, friends, if the problems of the church and world are ever to be solved, we must humble ourselves just as Christ did. The church is too often divided, too often rumbling with criticism, uh, murmuring, uh, differences, uh, jealousy, envy, ambition, negative feelings, uh, and desire for recognition. The answer is this declaration of this great passage, humility, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, letting the humility of Jesus Christ flow in and out of our minds. For friends, humility is a major step to unity. If there's one thing many of our churches need and homes need and cities need, and that is unity. Uh, my friends, the unity of the church depends upon this thing here, uh, members walking in humility, in the humility 
of Christ. If I had time to talk through this whole text, I would uh, speak from at least points of uh, the first one being Christ is the supreme example, verse 5. Verse 6, Christ is the very nature of God. Verse 7, Christ emptied himself and became a man. Uh, verse 8, uh, Christ humbled himself to the point of utter humiliation, to the point of death. And Christ was rewarded, highly exalted by God, verses 9 through 11. We'll just kind of walk through uh, the text uh, tonight for just a few moments. We won't get through all of it, but as I was thinking and praying and meditating for this uh, new year, uh, this passage continues to flood my mind, and it's a supreme example of humility. Uh, the text simply says that Jesus Christ is God, yet he humbled himself and became a man. Can you imagine that? Uh, Jesus Christ is God, Paul is saying, and we know that's true, uh, but he humbled himself and became a man and walked among us. Jesus dwelt in all the glory of perfection, but he humbled himself and came to this corruptible world that knows little else other than selfishness, greed, and death. Imagine, if you will, uh, the enormous step down that Christ had to take to become a man. It's utterly impossible to grasp the humility that it took. Yet that is exactly what he did, and guess what? That is what we are to do as well. The very same mind of Christ, let this mind be in you. The very same mind that, that existed in Jesus Christ, that led Christ to give up everything at, that he was and that he had. The very mind is to be in us. The only way problems of this world can be solved is for every person to let the mind of Christ flood his mind. Consider the many problems of this world. There's war. There is hate. There is anger. There is abuse. There is prejudice. There is selfishness. There is pride. There is haughtiness. There is arrogance. There is cursing, there is indulgence, there is extravagance, there is hoarding, there is greed, there is stealing, there is envy, there is hunger, there is homelessness, there is poverty, disease, jealousy, and immorality, plus a hundred more. How can these problems ever be solved unless we step down from where we are to where the needy ones are. Unless we step down and humble ourselves, step down to where the hurting people are, these problems will never be solved. Realistically, we know this to be true, that most people will not do this. Most people are not going to do this. Most are not going to take all they have and get down to where the needs really are. But my friends, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, the Christian is to do this as well. Uh, this is the point of this passage here. Jesus Christ set his mind on humbling himself. And the year 2023, uh, we must uh, set our mind and be focused and humble ourselves and let this mind be in us. He took all that he was and all that he had and came down here and met our need. And so, my brothers and sisters, let us take the mind of Christ. Let it flow through us. Let it mind, let the mind of humility and lowliness surge through our minds. Let all that we are 
all that we have, rather, uh, and leave all that we have, take all that we have, and get down to where the needs really are. Do all you can to solve the divisiveness, the cliques, the grumbling, the murmuring, the selfish ambition and pride and desire for power, greed, selfishness, hurt, and pain, both in the church and the world, and humble yourself and do all you can do to solve the awful problems that afflict the church and the world. Humble yourself as Christ did and become part of the solution instead of the problem. Look at the mind of Christ and don't miss out on the opportunity of an eternity. The glorious privilege of possessing the very mind of Christ. Paul said, let this mind be in you. I believe Paul was very, very specific. Paul had a specific idea in mind, the very mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God. You know, Jesus uh, uh, being deity, being God, the very nature of God. Now, hear me well, uh, Jesus was not like God. He is God. Jesus did not achieve a high level of righteousness when on earth. Uh, He was the very embodiment of righteousness. Uh, Jesus did not just walk more perfectly than other men walked. He was the picture, the essence of perfection. Jesus did not come, did not become God when on earth. He has been God throughout all eternity. And the Bible says that again, Jesus, who being in the form of God, Jesus Christ is of the being of God. Now that word being uh, comes from a word that means existence, uh, what a person is within and without. It is the very essence of a person, what a person is, uh, uh, is that person, that part of the person that cannot be changed. The Bible says, again, who being, uh, it is a person, the person, uh, meaning that the person is what he is, rather. You know, uh, Jesus, of course, is God, the very being of God. In the beginning was the word, John 1, 1, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The Bible says, who being in the form of God, the word form, uh, morphe, uh, means a permanent, constant being of a person. It's the very, again, essence of the person, uh, that part of him that never changes. It is the unchangeable being, uh, in, in contrast, rather, there's a word uh, in, in the Greek uh, meaning uh, uh, changing or, or shima. Man, if you will, uh, is always changing. Mankind is fleeting. Uh, the outward form of man is always changing. Man is always changing in looks, in our fashion and our hair and our weight and our stamina and all of those things, uh, but our manhood, more faith, never changes, will always be who we are. So this means that Jesus is, again, the very essence and being of God. He is the divine, unchangeable God himself. He dwells 
in the very perfection and essence of God. He possesses uh, the attributes of God himself, the express image, Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3 of God. Jesus again, the Bible says, let this mind be in you, who, uh, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with uh, God, Jesus being equal with God. You see, uh, understand that uh, Jesus, uh, again, the Greek word uh, equal, isa, uh, means to be on an equal basis with God, to possess all the qualities and attributes of God himself. But also note that word uh, robbery. Robbery is a picture of a thief seeking to snatch or take something that is not his. When Jesus Christ, our Lord, was on the earth, he was constantly claiming who he was to be God, uh, claimed to be, of course, the Son of God, the ha- to have the very nature of God, to be one with God, to be on equal terms with God. Was he a thief? Was he robbing and snatching the title of God, or was he truly God? We know that he is. Jesus did not have to rob or snatch at equality with God. He didn't have to rob or grasp after the deity of God. He was already on an equal basis with God. Read these texts in your time, John 10, 30, John 10, all the way 30 through 33, and John 8, verse 58, but Jesus, he stepped down. He stepped down, the Bible says, but he made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. Oh, my friends, Christ emptied himself and became a man. You can't get any more humble than that when you look at where he came from, the fact that Christ took one great step down from heaven to earth. That step down was so great and so far that many theologians don't call it the humility of Christ, but the humiliation of Christ. Oh, our sovereign Lord of the universe, he existed in eternity and perfection. He existed in glory and majesty and in dominion and power, but yet he stepped down. He stepped down and became a man, but more than this, uh, he who was Lord and master of the universe, who deserved all the honor and service of all living creatures, took upon himself the form of a servant. Y'all don't hear me now. He became the servant of men, not only to God, but the servant of men. Imagine, if you will, the Lord whom we serve Uh, came to serve us. The Lord whom we are to love came to love us. The Lord whom we adore came and adored us. The Lord whom we are to wait upon came and waited upon us. The Lord whom we are to minister to came and ministered to us. The Lord whom we are to seek came and sought after us. He made himself of no reputation, there it is, that means he emptied himself. That word empty means to completely 
uh, empty or pour out, the picture of pouring water out of the glass until it's empty or just emptying a barrel of something, the very picture of being uh, completely empty stirs a feeling of just how far Christ went in humbling himself before us. Uh, Oh, understand, he emptied himself. Uh, He poured it all out, but of course Christ did not lay aside his deity. Uh, He could not cease to be who he was. He is God. No person can, again, cease to be who he is. He will always be who he is. That's our essence. We'll always be who we are. And Jesus is God. He's always God. Again, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. And then later on, the word became flesh. Christ, what did he do? He laid aside his rights as God, if you will. Uh, He laid laid aside uh, the experience, experience rather, only the goodness and mercy, honor and worship of heaven. In other words, he was in heaven, and while he was in heaven, he received all of the praise and the glory and honor even of all the heavenly creatures. But when he came down here as an earth, uh, he would experience uh, nothing like he experienced uh, in glory. For men would treat him far differently than a heavenly being. Men would lie on him. Men would spit in his face. Men would, would abuse him. Men, men would, uh, would, would ultimately uh, kill him and talk about him and try to shame and embarrass him. He gave up all of the glory, all of the majesty to come down and walk amongst sinful men. He laid aside his right to appear only in heaven and to appear only as the sovereign God. But when he came to earth, he would only appear as a man. Yes, he appeared as a man from the early existence of his time here on earth as a baby in that manger. Then he became a man. Uh, He was a boy uh, in the temple, and he was a young man when he was crucified. He gave up uh, the right to appear only in heaven, and when he came to earth, he appeared as a man. Oh, my friends, my brothers and sisters, he was made in the likeness of man. Again, uh, the word made means uh, to become as uh, a definite entrance, uh, become a definite, definite rather, entrance into time. He was injected into time. Now, of course, that wasn't a permanent state. Jesus became a man, but it was not a permanent state. He was only there for a little while, a particular period uh, in the fullness of time. He made a definite entrance into the world as a man. Oh, I like what the Bible says, that this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, if we'll ever be what the Lord will have us to be. We must have this mind, if our churches will ever rise to be what God would have them to be, we must have this mind. If husbands are ever going to be what they need to be, we must have this mind. Uh, if, if elders and deacons and, and ministers of the gospel are ever going to be what God would have us all to be, we must have this mind. He came to this earth. He gave it all up. He didn't come to earth for some great king or leader in man's view, a man's mind. Uh, He didn't come to receive the homage and service of men. He came in the humblest men as a servant 
to serve man. And that's why the Bible says, and being found in a fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death on the cross. But you know, my friends, the Bible says in verse 9, wherefore God also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. I don't know about you, but I love that name of Jesus. For at that name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and even things under the earth that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. So, friends, let us develop a new mindset uh, for this new year. Let this mind be in you. Let's make up our minds and have this mind as the mind of Christ. Uh, understand that Christ, uh, he received the assignment. He understood the assignment, and he was rewarded for the assignment. <clears throat> he took the assignment of being in the form of God. He laid all of that beside and became a slave, a bond servant, if you will, looking like you and me, even as a baby in nature, in a manger. He shared in our human uh, uh, peculiarities and proclivities uh, and and even the temptation, but yet without without sin, he took the assignment. He obeyed the will of his father. Hebrews five eight. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Somebody had to come down to this earth. Uh, Moses couldn't go. Elijah couldn't go. John the Baptist couldn't go and do what Jesus did. But Jesus chose to give up the splendor and majesty of heaven in the fullness of time. Galatians 4, 4, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Oh, he left the high to come down low. And he said, not as I will, but thy will be done. He understood, uh, he took rather the assignment. Not only that, he understood the assignment. The assignment was to become obedient to the point, to the point of what? To the point of death, even the death on the cross. Now that's a criminal death. That's a cruel death. That's a cursed death on the cross. It must have been mind-blowing to the Apostle Paul. We certainly know it was mind-blowing to the Jews as well as to the Greeks. Y'all don't hear me now. It was a stumbling box to the Jews and foolishness to uh, the Greeks. But we preach Christ uh, uh -huh, unto the Jews, a stumbling block, Paul says, and the Greeks of uh, foolishness. And so he understood the assignment. He knew that he would have to come he knew he would have to lay down his life. Nobody would take his life. He would have to lay down his life. He understood that assignment. He prayed there in the garden, Father, can this cup be removed from me? But nevertheless, not as thy will, as, as not, not as I will, rather, but as thy will. And then God rewarded him. God rewarded him for that assignment and gave him that name, gave him that name which is far above 
any name, and that's the name of Jesus Christ. That's the name of Christ on on this morning. He is that Messiah. He is that anointed one. All throughout our biblical history, everything is pointing uh, to Christ, all the way from the beginning of the Bible to the end. Uh, Y'all got time on this morning. If we go to Genesis, we see Jesus as our source. In Exodus, he is our safety. In Leviticus, he is our sacrifice. In Numbers, he is our sustenance. In Deuteronomy, he's our spokesman. In Joshua, he's our success. In Judges, he's our supreme court. In Ruth, he's our successor. In 1 Samuel, he's our sanctifier. In 2 Samuel, he's our sovereign. In 1 Kings, he's our sanctuary. In 2 Kings, he was our splendor. In 1 Chronicles, he's our straightener. In 2 Chronicles, he's our significance. Uh, in Ezra, he's our scribe. In Nehemiah, he was our stronghold. In Esther, he's our supporter. Y'all don't hear me now. The poets speak of the passion of Jesus from Job uh, to Song of Solomon. In Job, he was our stamina. In Psalms, he is, praise Jesus, our song. In Proverbs, he's our shrewdness. In, in Ecclesiastes, he was he is our satisfaction in the song of Solomon. He was, is our spouse. Oh, the prophets, the prophecies speak of Jesus from Isaiah to Malachi and Isaiah and Daniel, the, those major, my major prophets. In Isaiah, he's our sufferer. In Jeremiah, he's our standard. In Lamentations, he's our sympathy. In Ezekiel, he's our scrutinizer. In Daniel, he's that stone. And those minor prophets, from Hosea to Malachi, Jesus is a supreme love of God. In Hosea, in Joel, he's a sure day of God. Uh, in Amos, he's a stubborn word of God. In Obadiah, he's a sweeping rule of God. In Jonah, he's a steadfast grace of God. In Micah, the settled will of God. In Nahum, the strict judgments of God. In Habakkuk, here methods of God. In Zephaniah, the strange ways of God. In Hagar, the simple goal of God. In Zechariah, the successful hope in God. And Malachi, the sworn promise of God. We see the presence of Jesus in the New Testament. And Matthew, through John, Jesus is the sovereign man who came to seek and sway. And Matthew and Mark, he's a servant of God who came to serve. Uh, in Luke, he is the son of man who came to share. In John, he is the son of God who came to save. In Acts, uh, we see the pronouncement of, of, of Jesus, the prescriptions of Jesus. In Romans, through Jude, you see Jesus in Romans is the satisfaction of all things. In First and Second Corinthians, he's the solution of all things. In Galatians, the sole savior of all things. In Ephesians, the sum of all things. In Philippians, the supplier of all things. In Colossians, the source of all things. In First and Second Thessalonians, he's the stimulation of all things. In First Timothy, he's a singular mediator of all things. In Second Timothy, the stability of all things. In Titus, the structure of all things. In Philemon, he was a sponsor of all things. In Hebrew, superior to all things. In James, the standard 
of all things. In First Peter, the substance of all things. In Second Peter, stronger than all things. In First John, the spring of all things. In Second John, the soundness of all things. And Third John, the sociability of all things. In Jude, the spectator of all things. Jesus is preeminent and he's coming back as he behold I come quickly in revelation so God has given him even back then a name that is above every name and so my friends I encourage you today to run to Christ to run uh, to Jesus he gave it all up for you and I on tonight and so my friends I encourage you again to hear this gospel believe this gospel repent of your sins confess Christ and find a baptismary. Find somebody to baptize you in the name of Jesus for the remission, for the removal, for the stripping away of your sins. Visit your nearest Church of Christ today. Tell them you heard the gospel tonight and you're ready for your sins to be washed away. Jesus himself said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. May God bless you tonight and may God bless you with a great new year. Amen and amen again. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show.
Listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. I want to thank you for spending a little time with us this evening in the study of God's Word. I want to thank both of my speakers on the show tonight, my special guest speaker, Torian Salary, and my co host, Lou Gilbert. What outstanding presentations both of these brothers gave us on this broadcast tonight. I really do appreciate them. I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I do not take any of this for granted. These are some great brethren that we have coming on these shows each week, proclaiming the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. And I am just so thankful that we're able to put on a broadcast like this as well. I want to thank my special guest in the Korean corner, my man, Chef Brian Brown. That's my promoter right there, ladies and gentlemen. He's also the chef. He always does a great job in cooking that food. <laughs> he has a catering business there in Atlanta, Georgia. He uh, he does a great job. Very great food. I, I've tasted it firsthand, so the brother, he he knows what he's doing in that kitchen. I appreciate everyone who participated on the show this evening. What a blessing, ladies and gentlemen. It's my prayer that these lessons that were given on the show this evening have been beneficial to your spiritual lives and your relationship with the Lord has been strengthened because you're not only tuning in this radio broadcast, but you've given yourself over to a study of God's Word. So until we meet again, I pray God's continual blessings upon your lives and let he bless you real Real good. You've been listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. On behalf of my co-hosts, Isa Mullins, Lou Gilbert, uh, Dr. Therica Lane, and Kelly Fletcher, we really do appreciate your love and support for these programs. I'm your host, Stephen R. Butler. Good night, everybody. God bless you. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. It ain't all good. But it's gonna be good. Cause I love him. I'm on it. But I'm doing fine. And I trust him. Everything ain't well. But it's gonna be swell. In the fullness of time. Everything's gonna be fine. Whoa. In the fullness of time. Everything is alright.
Sometimes I feel like I'm a rundown man, but I'm looking upward. Cause I know him. I'm trying to be holy. I wanna be worthy. So he so will know me. I look around me again. It seems like evil wins in the fullness of time. I know everything's gonna be fine. From the Lord Radio Show. You've been listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show, episode 243. God is my defense and my mercy. Deliver me, O God. Deliver me from this. Rise up against me. I will win. 
to believe in you, Lord. Give me strength. Give me power. And it's in your son, Jesus' name. Who died that I might have life and have it more abundantly. I pray this prayer. Come on, y'all. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.